The secret is out. Ranked as one of the best small towns in the U.S., Greenville, South Carolina is the focus of today's Family Vacationer. Surprised? You won't be after listening to episode 32, and it starts right now. Welcome to the Family Vacationer with Rob and Danny. Rob and Danny. The go-to podcast for families on the move. Welcome, friends. I'm Danny. And I'm Rob, and this is episode 32 of the Family Vacationer. Hey, please do us a huge favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Today, we continue the domestic travel series and take a look at Greenville, South Carolina. This former cotton mill town has transformed itself into a modern tourist destination. From the award-winning Main Street to Falls Park on the Reedy to the Fenway-inspired Floor Field, Greenville will surprise you. I remember visiting the city in the mid-90s, and I enjoyed my stay. It was a nice town. But coming back and visiting several years ago, I was shocked how the city's grown and evolved. And the holidays in Greenville resemble a Hallmark Christmas movie, just without the bad acting. And downtown is a twinkling display where you can see Santa on his sleigh with elves in tow. Main Street offers an ice skating ring with a tree lighting celebration and a festival of trees competition. Food lovers pack your stretchy pants, and enjoy over 120 locally owned eateries over 10 city blocks. Barbecue, steaks, burgers, craft beer, new twists on Southern classics. This city has a little bit of everything for everybody. And thanks, Dan. Now I'm hungry. To talk about Greenville in detail, today we welcome Taryn Scher. Taryn is a sparkle boss at TKPR and has arguably the most fun job in the state of South Carolina. That's sharing what makes Greenville so special. She's been the spokesperson for Visit Greenville SC for more than a decade. In her free time, Taryn likes to play tourists in the city that she loves so much and explore the endless things to do in, yeah, that Greenville with her husband and two young daughters. Taryn, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. We appreciate your time. Let's get right into it. So Greenville is almost a well-kept secret, although I feel like the secret's out. But what are some of the things about the city that you feel would surprise maybe a first-time visitor or someone that's visited a while ago and is visiting again? Yeah, well, I, I do think we definitely still are a secret. It's been refreshing, you know, when I travel now, when I ask people, oh, have you heard of Greenville? At least they've heard of Greenville. But a lot of people will still tell us, you know, they drove by Greenville on their way to another city. We see a lot of people going from Charlotte to Atlanta and they don't stop halfway between. So, but we are starting to finally become actual resting place, which is great. You know, even a lot of people that may have visited 20, 30 years ago, they keep hearing this buzz. And the buzz is really, you know, kind of boils down to the feel of a big city with all the amenities and all of the arts and cultural and the great food, but still that small town Southern hospitality feel and that vibe when you get here, people are genuinely happy here. And so that's one thing I always tell people when they come to visit, just, just, Find a stranger on the street and ask them where to go eat, ask them where to go, you know, after dinner for drinks or whatever. They're they're my best PR people is literally the people who live here because they love living here. You know, right now, especially, it's great that we're so close to the mountains. We are literally at the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. And so, you know, we can take advantage of the outdoors. And even, you know, December, January, our climate stays fairly moderate. And so, especially this year when, you know, we kind of look for more outdoor activities to do, Greenville's got that in abundance. 
We've got more than 100 parks literally that are nearby, all within an easy walking or driving distance from downtown. And so you could literally go spend the day hiking, you know, the Blue Ridge Mountains and then come back and have dinner at a James Beard nominated restaurant at night, which is great. You know, the family friendliness is is a big element here that people are pleasantly surprised by, again, because we are a city, you know, and sometimes you, you kind of pigeonhole what you think about a city, but our city is full of activities that are great for kids, young and old, great for pets too. If you want to bring your dogs, we have a lot of places that are very, very dog friendly. And just again, you know, the amount of culture that you can take in here is very surprising for a city of our size, whether it's our public art program, you can literally give yourself a tour of Greenville and see all the public art or just the murals that have been popping up all over the city. We've got a number of museums that cater to both kids and adults and art. And then even just, you know, biking trails that are very kid friendly. We've got a 22 mile trail that starts right downtown Greenville and goes out as far as you would ever want to go and back. Um, it's scenic. It's beautiful. There's restaurants along the way. And it's it's very novice friendly. So kids can even get on their bikes and go out on that trail, too. Okay, so I'm a biker. I want to ask you about this trail. Is it is it flat? Uh, a lot of hills? Because uh, I'm, I'm ready to check this thing out, I think. So this particular trail is pretty flat. I mean, you could, I wouldn't say be a first timer on a bike, but certainly like a fifth timer on a bike would be perfectly fine out there. You'll see, you know, tandem bikes out there even, but on any given day, you might even see George Hincappy zip right by you. Um, he has a place here. His retirement project, if you will, is actually a little cycling oasis out in the next town over. Um, and he caters more to the crowd that is going mountain biking or up the big hills. He has a big event here every year called the Grand Fondo, where a lot of the big celebrity cyclists come in for. But we do see a lot of people come to Greenville to train that are serious cyclers. Uh, we've had a lot of people relocate to the area because of the cycling amenities, including George. And so if you're capable or, or you need the flat trail, we've got that. Or if you if you prefer more of the mountains and, and the, the off-road even experience, we've got that too. That sounds awesome. We know it's that time of year. So I want to ask you about some of the holiday events and sites that Greenville has to offer. What what are things looking like for this this season? I joke with people, you know, you come here in December and it looks like a Hallmark Christmas movie. Like we literally (laughs) should be the set of a Hallmark Christmas movie. But secret that I also have is if you come here in July, it sort of looks like a Hallmark Christmas movie. And what I mean by that, so we have this beautiful tree-lined Main Street. It was part of the revitalization project that took place in the late 70s for Greenville when they really transformed downtown into a pedestrian-friendly place where people wanted to bring their families. And so they put all these beautiful green trees to make Greenville green, because prior to that, it was really just concrete. Uh, But they keep those trees twinkling with lights 365 days a year so you can come here in july you can come here in april and literally main street is always sparkling which is wonderful but certainly at the holidays it's it's extra sparkle there are lights everywhere um and that in itself is worth the trip downtown we've got a beautiful 30-foot christmas tree in court square this year they'll do a virtual tree lighting ceremony for that but that'll still be there again all of our retailers decorate their windows we're we're by no means new york in terms of window displays but they do they do go all out and have a little friendly competition there 
one of my favorite things that we do every year here is called the Festival of Trees. And that runs the whole month of December. And we have four hotels downtown that local businesses raise money for charities by decorating their own trees. And they go all out with a variety of themes and ways of decorating, like very non-traditional and just really awesome trees. The Hyatt downtown usually has about two dozen of them. And so I'll take my kids there and literally we'll just spend hours walking through and looking at every single thing on every single tree and they just love it. We've also got the Nutcracker. We've got two local ballet companies here. So they put on the Nutcracker each year at our performing arts venue. One of the things that kids and adults, I guess, love, Santa actually rides a motorized sleigh down Main Street. (laughs) It is a converted wow. um, 93 Ford Aerostar. And so, um, <laughs> and it can hold up to a dozen people. And he literally glides up and down Main Street waving to people. That's um, cool. And then another one of our favorite traditions is Ice on Main. So we have like a mini Rockefeller Center that goes up. It actually opens this week here, and they're going to extend the season this year through the end of January. It'll go a little longer this year. So people have something outdoors and something to do. And it literally is a mini skating rink uh, right outside, right on Main Street. And this year... um, They are going to make some special modifications to make sure that everyone is safe and limiting capacity. And so they've done a good job making sure that we can still have our ice skating rink here, even though it's 75 degrees outside as I (laughs) speak. um, Ice skating shorts, right? One other really cool thing that I think will be a, a neat draw, we have the Upcountry History Museum is here. And normally we focus on the area history there, but they always bring in really cool exhibitions. And this This year, they are the second city in the United States to host the White Christmas exhibition, so from the actual movie. So they'll have original costumes on display and the sheet music and personal memorabilia from the cast members and just anyone who loves that movie. It's it's going to be an amazing exhibit, and I'm glad they were able to reopen. I know a lot of museums have not been able to reopen yet, but they are ready to go with this exhibit, so it should be pretty cool. That sounds awesome, yeah. So here at the Family Vacationer, it all comes down to food. <laughs> so, but food yeah. is an important part of every vacation. Can you talk about the the restaurants in Greenville that should be on everyone's must see visit yeah. list? And then, if any of the restaurants are offering any kind of special holiday meals or menu items. Mm-hmm. So my first question to people is usually, what do you like? Because I can check whatever box you throw at me. If you want tacos, I will give you two different, two dozen <laughs> different places to get tacos. We have no shortage of barbecue, that is for sure. Hot chicken seems to be a really hot thing that's going on right here now. We've got like the Nashville style hot chicken is popping up all over the place. But one sort of little unknown fact or, or lesser known facts about Greenville is that we are BMW's international manufacturing headquarters. Ooh. We're also the, the headquarters for Michelin North America. And I can't tell you with 100% certainty that our authentic international eateries around here are because of those, but I will say it with like 99% certainty (laughs) that we have such a diverse population here in Greenville that you're not surprised to see restaurants with authentic Jamaican and Colombian and Israeli and Cuban and Peruvian, like literally you name it, things that you would expect to find maybe in Atlanta or Chicago or New York, you can find right here in Greenville. We have a woman that owned and opened up her own Afghan cuisine restaurant. Oh, wow. um, so literally everything from around the world, which makes it just you know, those hole in the wall spots you seek out and we've got them in abundance. But then we also have, like I said, the James Beard nominated spots. We've had four James Beard nominations for our chefs and restaurants here in the past three years. 
And a lot of those are coming um, thanks to, we've got really hyper-local farms here, a lot of purveyors, and a lot of that you can actually find. We have a weekly farmer's market on Main Street, and they were able to continue that this year with some extra protocols and some extra safety measures. But we have such a long growing season because of the climate here. And so a lot of our restaurants really focus on growing, sometimes even literally in their backyards. One of my favorite personal restaurants here is a Vietnamese restaurant. Again, we talk about those little authentic eateries. And when you drive around the back of their restaurant, they've got just hundreds of planters of all of their herbs. And so if you order the pho, when you get their their mint and their basil that comes with it, it literally came from their backyard, which is super cool. So um, even the places that you wouldn't expect to be showcasing and featuring local are doing it. Here, it's just a way of life. It's not something that they necessarily even tout on their menu because it's just the way it's supposed to be. So to answer your question about holiday, we do have a lot of restaurants that will do Santa brunches. So that's the type of thing that you want to just, you know, make an early reservation for. But we are kind of known. I I always joke with my kids, like, how many times do they see Santa before they start to question? Well, he was at that restaurant last week and now he's here this week and he was there yesterday. But literally... Almost every restaurant has a Santa brunch and I'm seeing a lot of them are already announcing them. They'll, you know, they'll have limited occupancy this year, but you certainly can find Santa around town. Fantastic. So I want to ask you about some of the places to stay in Greenville. Are there some interesting places or, you know, are there like different areas that people can choose from or? There definitely are. You know, we're located right off of I-85. You know, it's just mm-hmm. a short drive from 85 down into downtown um, on 385, depending if you're within the state. You know, we're right off of 385 as well. And so you can stay on the perimeter. But if you're coming with a family, and one of the greatest things about Greenville, especially if you're coming for a short weekend or, or even a long weekend, is if you stay downtown in one of our hotels, you can leave your car and you won't have to see it again. Everything is literally walkable. And if it's not walkable and you're here on the weekend, we have a free trolley that runs up and down Main Street and into like our cool arts district. So you can just hop on the trolley for the places that aren't totally walkable or you can get on Santa's electric sleigh. Um, But (laughs) that's sort of, I think, a big perk of Greenville is that it's a big city, but it's still really small. And so if you're staying in the center of Main Street, you know, walk one mile in one direction, one mile in the other, and you've kind of covered all of the ground, but everything is packed in. And so you don't need your car at all, or you can hop on a bicycle if you want to. We do have a couple of hotels right downtown, the Embassy Suites and the Spring Hill Suites that have suites. And so I know when I'm traveling with my kids, I always look for a suite so that when they go to bed at seven o'clock, I'm not sitting in my room with the lights off, like trying <laughs> not to breathe heavily. So yeah, right. Um, that's definitely a big perk. Um, we have we have seen huge growth in terms of hotels um, over the last few years. We've got two more that will open next year downtown, and so we've got you know a Westin and a Hyatt and a Hilton. So basically, any of your favorite you know hotel brands that you're loyal to, we probably have one downtown in the downtown or on the perimeter. So you've mentioned this a little bit already, but has COVID altered any of the Christmas activities and are there any restrictions that are in place that families should know about when visiting Greenville? Yep. So we we do have a mask mandate um, in the city limits. And so if you're in a restaurant or an attraction or a shop, you know, once you enter the front door, you need to have your mask on. We are, you know, I know some cities, they're enforcing masks, even if you're on the streets, we don't have that mandate in place. But certainly once you're within the attractions, most of our restaurants and breweries kind of have the mandate that if you're up from your table and walking around, you need to have your mask on. But once you're seated, your mask can come off. So that's sort of where we're at for now. We've been that way for months now. 
now. I don't that you know anything. I of course can change at a moment's notice, but sure. we've been that way for quite some time. Certainly, you know, ice on Maine. One of the things that they're doing that I thought was really creative. You know, you used to be able to just walk right up and you know get your skates and and get on the rink. This year, they're going to be doing reservations in advance for time slots. And so, if that's something that you want to do with your family, you're just going to want to go online and, and get your tickets in advance for your specific time slot. And same with restaurants. You know, normally we have plenty of walk up, but because of the limited seating right now, um, a lot of our restaurants, even though they were able to go back to capacity indoors um, or up to 80%, I think they chose to stay where they are at with that kind of 50 to 60% indoor capacity. Hmm. So um, there is limited seating because of that. And so just wanting to make a reservation in advance as opposed to just showing up and kind of rolling the dice. All right. So looking forward to 2021, what are some of the iconic festivals that we can look forward to in Greenville? Well, hopefully our iconic festivals will come back. That's been one of the hardest things about this year. During a a normal year, we've got more than 300 event days a year that take place in Greenville. That includes, you know, our weekly farmer's market on Main Street. But that's the great thing. When you come to Greenville, you know, in our summer months, every Thursday night, there's a free concert on Main Street. And every Friday night, there's a free concert on Main Street. And we have Shakespeare in the Park and just all of these amazing events that take place that this community has grown to love and look forward to. And so this year has been a little challenging, but, um, you know, kind of hopefully if we get back to normal, you know, we'll have our Moonlight Movies in the Park series that takes place. We have um, Open Studios, which is actually happening right now. And and for this year, they decided to extend the period. So rather than just have it over the course of one weekend, it's multiple weekends where you can go visit the artists in their galleries, in their studio spaces and see them at work. So we are finding ways to modify the events and, and try to keep them going. Very few events actually had to cancel outright this this year. Every May is Artsphere, which is our signature art festival that brings in about 130 artists from, from all over the country in a variety of mediums. We usually see about 80,000 people on Main Street over the course of that weekend, which is literally larger than the population of Greenville. Wow. But they basically set up, up tents all along Main Street and display their works. And there's live performances and Artsphere is completely free. And so all of the bands that perform, all of the performing artists that perform, it's totally free for families to attend. Of course, if you want to purchase artwork, that's that's totally up to you. But, you know, it, it's a participatory festival that's that's great for the whole family, all ages and completely free. Then we usually have the Greenville Scottish Games, which are exactly what you think they are. Kilts and all and all the the, the uh, official the trumpets. I, I don't, you know, you know what I'm saying? The, the horn thing, you know, all that. And then, um, of course, we're known for two of our food festivals that happen in the fall, both Euphoria, which is our high-end food and wine festival that takes place in September, and then Fall for Greenville, which is a little bit more of our approachable food festival, a little bit brings in a little bit more of those um, all-around town type of eateries, and that that usually takes place in October. So hopefully those will come back. Uh, we also have the Indie Craft Parade that usually comes through town, which is great for, you know, being able to just shop and find some local cool Etsy type stuff. So we have a lot of great signature events. And one thing I like to tell people is just pick your weekend and there there will be something going on. You know, we have a the Class A affiliate of the Boston Red Sox play here. We've got an ice hockey team. We've got soccer teams. So there's always something to go go on and happen here in Greenville. And, and under normal years, hopefully we'll get back to that so that you can literally just, you decide when you want to come and then you can go, you know, check our calendar of events and see what's going on because there's always something. 
That sounds great. Well, for more information on Greenville, check out visitgreenvillesc.com. Taryn, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank, uh, thank you guys so much. My pleasure. You know, Dan, Greenville is one reason I'm glad we're doing this domestic travel series. It's a town that uh, Taryn even mentioned people pass by on the way to somewhere else, but it's mm-hmm. absolutely worth the stop and stay. Yeah, yeah. She mentioned Floor Field. If you like minor league baseball like I do and and you're hoping it comes back next next year, the Greenville Drive Stadium, Floor Field, they've got a mini replica mm-hmm. of the Green Monster that's in Fenway Park up in Boston. So it's 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 a really cool stadium and oh, a lot cool. of things, yeah, a lot of things have grown up around it. The downtown area, as Taryn mentioned, it's a really cool place to hang out, even in the era of COVID. There's so many open spaces and areas to social distance. It's definitely worth a stay. Yeah, you know, Greenville's not really that far from us, about an hour and a half. And yeah. I'm thinking to myself, how many times have I driven straight through <laughs> and haven't ever really known that any of this stuff was there? Yeah. But that, you know, the bike, the bike route is really what has me wanting to go back and, and check that out. My And get this, my father-in-law just turned 74, and the man can out-hike anybody. He can do 10, 12 miles on the Appalachian, no problem, not even breathe hard. And uh, he and I bike, and he's a monster. And I'm thinking <laughs> he and I need to go and check this place out because yeah. he will hang with anybody out there, I guarantee you. Well, she had me at flat, and that sounded good to me. So... Well, that does it for this week's show. Make sure and check back in two weeks as we welcome back Stacy Cabell, owner of Star Stuff Travel, to look ahead to what we can expect from the world of travel in 2021. Till next time. Thank you for listening to the Family Vacationer. Make sure and subscribe to hear more of Rob and Danny.